Hello and welcome to our podcast, Real Out Loud. Life happens, we get it. Join us and together we'll be engaging in conversations about the truths not spoken of, reflections about life and other issues and experiences that real or bring women off balance. I'm your host and my name is Nicole and joining me will be my co-host, Inkinia, and on our platform, we'll have guests from different facets of life, some who have also had it real with life, and some professionals to give us information on these reflections as we figure out how to survive the real. Stay tuned. Today we continue from the previous episode. Ellen had shared the first part of her story with us, so if you hadn't listened to that yet, just play part one of this episode and come back to play part two. We had already seen the trauma that Ellen had experienced, but unfortunately, it did not end there. We discuss the rest of her story here and unfold how she tries to cope with her ordeal. So did we then get to receive uh, counseling or something? What helped you through what that? What helped you through it? Uh, so there's this lady that uh, does counseling in church. Not so, even school? No. At school, nobody, nothing? No. I had to like work my way. And you know, you know the weird thing that I find very like emotionally um, sensitive is the fact that you know kids spend most of their time at school. school. Your life when you're a child or Mm. a teenager or we talk about our high school. It's school, school that's your life. So if those resources are not available in those spaces, then I got nothing to talk about about my teenage life. It's it's like you're trying to scratch it off. Yeah. So she gave me counseling for like three months mm. and she talked to me like it was an everyday thing where mm. she would tell me, don't listen to the people, you're beautiful, what, 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 mm. but this, this, this. And then that's when I started picking up self-confidence. Yeah. Okay. That's when I started picking up self-confidence and I would never walk into class with my head up. You okay. I was always looking down, facing down. Just waiting when for it's that break moment. time, I make sure I'm in my corner alone. Mm. Not even a single person. I had no friends. Okay. Um, there was a lady who, who was a cleaner. Mm. She was my friend. Because she'd be like, no, come and sit with me. Mm. And then I would sit with her. And then it, as time went, my hair started growing. My nails started changing back to, back to its original color. Um, my eyebrows, my eyelashes, everything, everything was just started to fall back. Fall back, mm-hmm. and then we get our 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 results, and they're like, "I have to repeat grade eight because mm-hmm. you you were not in yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, I was not in school. And then the next year, I re- I repeated my grade eight, and I won't lie, I learned to be a bully. I you, you didn't know what learned, to do with your emotions. Like I learned how to be a bully. Like, I let no one, like, I would smack the life out of these kids. Like, just making one comment, then, I'd uh, make sure I, I come at you. So that was your coping that mechanism? Was, that was how... Defensive mechanism. That's how I defended myself. Mm-hmm. Your guard was always up, like, you, you don't... You, everything's an attack. Exactly. Attack back. 
Right. It it also brings us to another topic, maybe for another day. How mm-hmm. you know some people who have experienced certain situations and things start to become that yes. because you are trying to save yourself. Yes. You 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 start to develop yes. a certain skin of you know defending yourself because no one does that for you. So if you don't mm-hmm. bully people, then it means no one is gonna. And there was come a complaint of how how I was mm-hmm. a bully. There was a complaint. How did it I, feel when you were bullying other kids at that stage? Like, was it I never your bully pain? anyone who doesn't bully me. Okay, it was more like a re- like, like, like you a know defense. these girls that would okay. be like, yo, hi, this child is so dark. Oh, is this a war wig? And I will yeah, come like, at you. I'll be like, Utini, and I'll okay. smack you. Okay. Only then. I never used to like okay. go after people who don't come after me. And then years went by and most of the kids at school were afraid of me. And I felt like, okay, yeah. Now I've yes, regained that. Now I've regained my power. Now I will show you guys. Mm. And still no friends. No, you oh. I had a lot of friends now. Can I take you back a little bit? You mentioned a very important fact. She said that at a certain stage of her life, she thought she wanted to die. How did you come out of that situation where you felt you wanted to take your own life? What helped you through? Was it the counseling or was it other things that just was, got in the way of that? I can basically say my mom. Okay. Because my mom talked to me. She's like, these things don't last for long. Okay. If you take your life now, you are going to be happy at some point in your life. It's not that you're going to stay with cancer for the rest of your life. Mm. No, it's not like that. You're you are going selfish. to find happiness and you're going to be happy and you're going to be able to look back and say oh i did that this is what i overcame yeah yeah so yeah my mom helped me go through that you can go on and as the years went by i would like go for checkups at the hospital Mm -hmm. and all that but it got to a point where i don't know who shared my story with people but oh. people would be like, so Vele Vele, is it true that you can't have kids? So Vele Vele, is it true that you can't do this? You're thinking one thing is over and yet comes another. Even until today, adults approach me with that question. They are making it sound like, you know, giving birth and having your own yes, and your ovaries functional. That's womanhood. But it's not... It's not what it is. So how do you take that backlash from people? Um, It used to hurt me a lot because I, I used to think, okay, I won't be able to carry a child and yeah. I would panic. And, I'll, and then I see these ladies that are making money and <laughs> they're just living their lives mm. with or without kids. And I think society has this thing, you would see, okay, when you're a lady, get educated, get married, have a child. It's an achievement. This, what if I want to have money and just live my life to the fullest? Our portions are different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not everyone who's destined yes. for the same and thing. It's sad that we try to push it on the next yeah. person. Exactly. No. I've seen no. people getting married not because they want to, but because that's what I expected of yes. them. Yes. Like, oh, you're done with school. Now you're working. Where's your husband? Why doesn't she have a child? This, this, this. Mm-hmm. I feel like those, those are. How, this... how do you respond to these people? Because 
you can't tell your story to everyone to everyone who comes yeah. with the same okay. question as to i you. said i have learned how to to be rude to protect so yourself like, go ask the person who told you to tell you the full story i'm not gonna tell you anything okay and then i'm done it will be exhausting every time someone like oh so exactly. no whatever oh, come on exactly come on. and you know it. when you are going through something like as in, intense as cancer it's what you, you you it's a it's a personal thing number yeah. one for for a start and it's not something that you would want people everyone to be sorry for you uh, yeah, you are trying to deal and that's the thing like, the pity is just so, too overwhelming like when you walk in they're like you I'm oh so my word i'm so the yeah, one gift alive. that is most important <laughs> life, I still got it, you know. It might not live there. So it doesn't matter, and it, it it affected me like in the dating life. Hey, my mom doesn't hear this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I was. Actually, hey, mommy, we <laughs> hope you're gonna hold this. You're not gonna hold this against her. <laughs> We're actually about to take you to dating. So, so in my dating life, it mm-hmm. got like tense. We. I start dating and then they will, these people would go and say Things oh, Mazu Ellen, she once had HIV. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. She once had, she's got, she almost died because mm, of HIV. Mm, mm, and I'll be mm. like, oh, you know what? Mm. I, you know, it, we don't want to share the, the, the neighborhood that you come from eh? because yeah. we don't want to expose too much about your personal life. But I can understand the kind of environment where she comes from. Mm. You know, sometimes people get too involved in people's private lives. It's, it's very important that as society, we learn to, you know, to just set boundaries, to draw those yeah. boundaries. I think it's, it's, it's this thing that we carry that... Um, uh, one child is, is everyone's child is a society. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I takes a village to raise a child. Mm. Then we're not raising, we're gossiping, we're spreading exactly. things we know nothing about. Mm. We, we never My mom's friend, she was the biggest hypocrite in this whole story. She would go and tell the next person and the next person. Yeah, she can't get it from person, your mom. And, and then when she it. comes in the house, she's like, Unjahani, oh, how are you feeling? She's well informed. Yes. The day I found out from my friend that your mom's friend is the one, I literally attacked her. You strike me as a very soft person, so <laughs> I'm kind of like not taking it well seeing you throw out a first lady. Not actually seeing you first. Like, yeah, if, if I was that friend, I would leave and never come back. <laughs> so it got to that point where I just had to be aggressive in every way. And these boys would be like, how sound would I'd be like, yes, because I don't have time for you. Mm. So I don't have so you are listening to other people, but you don't come and, and inquire. Them, you don't clarify what's happening with me. And then so, so go and be with them. So the doctors so, were like, I must um take contraceptive pills well, to boost my hormones because you know with the womb and the ovaries, that's where you get your oh yeah yes. so. For me to not age quickly, I must take contraceptive pills to at least boost the hormones in my body. And you are now how old? Tell me something. Can I take you back a little bit? I'm just thinking about it, that they took out your ovaries and and your womb. Mm -hmm. Before we even get to childbirth, I know it's it's quite a huge topic on its own because you are still a young lady. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
how are you dealing with this thing of you know we as women we go on you know our menstrual cycle on a normal basis are you still having that what what are you doing how are you going through it are you do you feel normal do you feel any different because of that experience that you no longer have this one thing that you know you grew up people telling you that it's important it's important because you're a woman it's it shows you're a woman now what happened? So um, the mm. doctors mentioned that um, I wouldn't be able to uh, go on periods also. Okay. I wouldn't grow like a normal woman should because unless I take the pills, then the my breast and everything is just going to grow. Right. Okay. So without the pills, then... There's nothing. Okay. But I do not have uh, periods. So I don't get my periods. How do you take it? For me, you know, at my workplace, they were like, we've never heard you speaking about going to periods. Pains and, and all that. Yeah. And I was like, um, I shouldn't let Everyone everyone I meet know about my story. I'm like, yeah, am should I discuss my periods with you? Okay. Yeah. And this was someone close to me. I'm like, should I discuss, I must now tell the whole world, hi, I'm on my periods. I'm not... So you started taking the pills, the contraceptive pills, at, at which age? At the age of 14. So it's a lifetime thing now. But for me, I left the pills at the age of 15. Okay. Because I feel like if I'm here, I'm alive, man. I have boobs, I have a butt. Oh, she has a mess. Okay. So, <laughs> Sorry, but. So why take the pills? I'm not aging. I look... 15. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like, okay, the doctors are right, but it's my choice. It felt like everyone was telling you what to do. Yeah, I feel like it's my choice. Mm. It's my choice. Mm. Thank you. This has been quite an emotional topic for us to have yeah. to talk about. It was not easy from our end. I'm sure it could have been worse for you having to relate your experiences with us. Yeah. I just wanted to find out from you, can you Brief us a little bit. What what word do you have for someone that is out there that might be having the same experience as you? Someone that knows someone, a sister that knows a sister, or a sister of a sister going through the same thing. What would you want to say to people out there? What would you want to bring to people's attention that is very essential for someone who has had to go through something so hectic? As or yourself, bullied, or those when was thinking of suicide. Mm. Okay, I would say okay. Storms come, and okay. they destroy many trees. Okay. But if you that one tree that's gonna stand firm and believe in yourself, if God puts you in this world to face cancer, then face it with no doubt, and do not feel okay. sorry for yourself. Because, no, mm. I'm living through this, and what, what, what? Live through it. Mm. fight it because mm. i believe that anyone can fight cancer can i ask you in short is this stage that you are in a remission stage does it mean that there's a likelihood that the cancer will come back or does it mean that you are healed the fact that they automatically took certain organs away so the chances of it coming back are 50 50 because mm. it's i believe it was it's a genetic thing because your mom had it. Okay. Um, Auntie Faustina had it. Okay. My grandmother from my father 
uh, father's side had it and mm-hmm. I had it. Okay. So it could be in the genes. What would you say to someone who's scared like myself? Mm. To be honest, mm. I've never mm. thought of doing like any routine procedure like the encourages because, just... because I have that fear of having to find out the worst because I experienced it firsthand from someone mm. that I love having to go through that. And that fear just gets in the way. What would you encourage someone that is going through the same thing? Because I, I know most people, we wait for the breaking point. Mm. If it wasn't for the pain that you were experiencing at I that time, you wouldn't have that. pursued yeah. the same way you did. So for someone who's still not feeling any pain, who is at 50-50 chances of getting it like myself, what would you say to them to encourage them maybe to take a step further to get the help that they need? What would you say to them? So what I would say is the earlier the better. Okay. Do it. Okay. Regardless of the results you're going to get. Because oh. the earlier they get it, it's going to be the better. The better. Cancer okay. will never take your life at the stage of stage one. Mm. Okay. Mm. But it's stage but four. But if it's on stage four, stage three, then the chances are... Mm. Yeah, one of the few successes. Stage three is quite hectic. Hey? Very hectic. So are you prepared? You said you have a 50-50 chance of getting yeah. it. How are you dealing with that possibility like of you every know, time you go? You thinking I might mm. go I back feel like to if the it same. comes back, okay, my fear is death. I fear yo. Okay. Like I do not ready to die. I'm okay. not ready to die. You've got a lot to do. Yo, I'm so money. <laughs> but I feel like if it had to come and me surviving it, I feel like I would be a bigger person, like in every way. Okay. Like I would face it heads on. Okay. I've once faced you, I will face you again. Okay. So Don't I'm not okay. I'm not scared. Okay. I'm not scared. Yeah, I'm not. You had the girl. Yeah. Attitude is most important when dealing with such Living intense in situations. I just I just have a quick question, uh you Nicole. Like, okay. So for a person like me, because I've I've never I, I also have my fears. Mm-hmm. So I've actually never even for a pap smear or anything like that i've never gone i have fear of mm-hmm. injections or anything to do i hospital i freak out okay. where where do i go how do i go about it to do this routine checks okay one of the things that i can advise from my own point of view i'm not in the medical field i can say mm-hmm. but i'm more faced in the uh mental health field Mm. but from the little knowledge that i have and the expertise that i have is that it's very important for you to go you can go to any public hospitals Mm -hmm. now they are screening centers for a moment i was working at pink ribbon breast care center Mm -hmm. they were doing breast care screening yeah clinics hospitals these screening centers you know they are all doing that now and People are getting, those who are on medical aid, they've got access, access to screening benefits. So it's something that you can do. Or you can go to a public hospital and get the help. It doesn't matter there's someone in the family. We are scared mm-hmm. because we have that history mm-hmm. in the family. Yeah. But even if there's no one in the family, you could be the first one. Mm-hmm. Hey? So just yeah. do your routine check as normal. Mm-hmm. You heard her. Fear stands in the way of you getting the help that you deserve. Better early than late. Yeah. So yeah, do it. So Ellen, we did speak about what what can you tell 
a girl child out there, an adult who's going through all, all of this. What can you tell the community that has this mentality of spreading whatever they just they don't verify and those bullies and all those people are always trying to put someone down from those bullies from when you were 14 when you went to high school those bullies what can you tell them now what i would say is it's not their fault we're not really educated about cancer as i would like to say as, as the black community mm-hmm. we're not we're not taught on how to react on how to treat a person who has uh, cancer because uh. in our in 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 our race mm. i feel like it's taken as um as something that cannot be something that cannot be cured or uh. something that's just a storm yeah it, it's guys cancer uh. is not contagious so the worst cases basically come because people are not knowledgeable and they are yes. not getting the necessary yes. help people should be taught especially in schools yeah you know schools yeah. need f- for the bullying it, schools need to be institutionalized to people's emotions yes. yeah that emotions yes. matter it's not about all these other things mm. that they prioritize mm. i think that's one of the things that can help with the bullying aspect True. because as long as people are not educated they, they then, will perish yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally yeah. so where which other centers would you advise people to go to for that kind of help besides the private uh, doctors the public hospitals and whatnot because i'm sure most people they don't have medical aid mm-hmm. so do you know of any maybe or um it so be a there's topic a, a foundation called chalk mm-hmm. okay Chalk, uh, so Chalk educates people on how to deal, on how to know when you have cancer and how to, and how to react on it. Okay. So it's, uh, it's called Chalk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. People can okay. go out there and, and get just, the necessary yeah. help. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ellen. This, this was very brave of you to actually come out and mm. share this. Thank you Thank so you. much. We appreciate you a whole lot. And... This was... We hope the other 50 never comes. The other 15% chance never comes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I just want to say, growing up in, in high school, there's this sentence that someone told me and I never forgot it. The word that you say to someone today can actually build them or destroy them. So mm-hmm. choose your words very carefully and mm. choose how you react to the next person because you never know what they're going through. Come on. Be kind always. Because mm. as much as you are going through your stuff, doesn't mean you have to offload it on the next person. Be kind and they'll be kind as well. Let us just be kind to one another. Oh, you didn't know this. We didn't know this. Girl can sing. So she's going to freestyle us out. Give us a few words, girl. (laughs) We make miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness. That is who you are. Thank you so much. For more on our episodes and these relatable conversations, powerful and empowering messages, and access to these discussions on actionable tips, please check us on our website, 
www.realoutloud.co.za or other podcast platforms such as Google Play, iTunes, and many other. Our episodes are also accessible on social media platforms indicated on our website and our YouTube page. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and invite others to our webpage. Ciao!